Welcome to the Coffee with Cheryl podcast, the podcast for women over 50 who want to live their best life right now. Imagine having the courage to reinvent your life financially, professionally, personally, and spiritually. Join Cheryl and guests as they share practical tips and resources to inspire you to achieve the lifestyle of your dreams. So grab your favorite mug. It's time for Coffee with Cheryl. Welcome to the Coffee with Cheryl podcast, the podcast for women over 50 who want to live their best life right now. I am your host, Cheryl Garrison. I'm a speaker, an author, a businesswoman, and a champion for everything for women over 50. And today is my birthday. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to have lived 67 wonderful years. And I am so excited that God gave me the gift of being able to talk to all the women in the world who are over 50. I am so pleased today to have Carlise Bradford with me as my first podcast guest. Yay, Carlise. <laughs> and this is very special because uh, Carlise is, I, I call her my biggest fan. I just, when I, the first time I met you, Carlise, uh, we we just bonded and uh, I just love you and I love everything that you bring to my life. And so I am so excited to have you here today. And you, I don't know if you know, but you're the inspiration for this podcast. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me and happy birthday. I, I truly appreciate and love you. Um, I moved to Phoenix 10 years ago now, uh -huh. and you are, I said, outside of my mom, the woman that I admire uh, the most. Um, people have told me over the years, if you're searching for something or if you're looking to have something, look to the person who has it. You are a godly woman oh, God. who have a husband and a beautiful family that love you and I see the love that you give. And so you inspire me. And oh. so the coffee part, you know, I have to have my coffee. So <laughs> me vibed on this for sure. But thank you for having me. Well, you, you inspire me from the day that we met. And uh, it is so humbling when you say the things that you say about me, because, you know, I just try to live and uh, treat people the way I want to be treated. And so when, when someone sort of echoes that back to you, that feels good. So thank you so much. I want to, before I introduce you to our guests, you know, I love sharing my little uh, positive quotes and stories. And the one that I, it's a very simple one is she believed she could, so she did. I love that quote because it, it just really, uh, epitomizes everything about the podcast, living your life, your best life right now. And if you believe that you can, you can. And you're one of the women that I know who believed it. You didn't let life stop you. And so for you, those of you who don't know, uh, Carlise Bradford is a businesswoman, but first of all, she is a woman of faith. She is, um, um, 
daughter, she's a sister, an aunt, a niece, uh, uh, your best friend if you need one. She is a champion of women also. Uh, she has multiple businesses and multiple experiences that have led her to where she is right now. And that is living her best life after 50. So Carlise, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I also have a little quote. I went uh -huh. to my godson's uh, graduation from college and the student speaker blessed me so. She had some uh, disabilities and, mm -hmm. and different things and she just, she shared some wisdom. This girl's only 22 years old, but she said, wow. never give up. Oh, no matter what. She said, repeat, I am enough. Oh, wow. I have a purpose. I make a difference. And those are things that all of my life I have known and uh, strive to, to do. And so my parents instilled on, uh, in me, you know, well, they introduced me to being a person of faith. Uh, right. The church is a, is a big part of my life. God is the head and of my life. And just reading his word affirms all of that. We were formed. He knew us before we were formed. We are purposely, fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. Psalms exactly. 139 says. And so he knows every head on our head. He knows our days before we know them. Okay. Yeah. So the thing about it is this path of life may send you on some curves, but you just don't give up. No, you, know, you, don't. you don't. A little bit. I know. I know for you, if you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are now, because if people knowing your story, a lot of women would have just said, you know, I'm done with this. They just <laughs> would have get seriously, they would have given up. And I know some who just decide I'll just accept what life has given me and be done with it. Tell us about your journey to where you are right now. Okay. Well, you know, I have the basic story most of us had that mm -hmm. we were told to go to school and, and get the good grades so mm -hmm. we can get that quote unquote good job. I did all of that. And I found myself uh, working in uh, nonprofit management uh, mm -hmm. for 30 years. Um, I started with one organization and went to the next. And they said, you know, in order to, to get ahead, you're going to need a master's. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I got my master's. I got a master's of science in business management because wow. I wasn't trying to be the CEO, but I know that I can run programs and I wanted to do that. And so I did, but it did not really, um, it didn't turn out the way that I thought mm -hmm. it really created debt for me. Oh yeah. And, um, I found myself in uh, 2008 when the economy crashed, I thought I was top of the world. I was the director of mm -hmm. a national organization. I covered two states. I had my corporate American Express. I was mm -hmm. traveling. I was loving what I did because I impacted uh, many lives because mm -hmm. I worked with uh, non, uh, I worked with uh, safety net clinics for oh, okay. underprivileged people to get health care. Okay. And I worked for an organization. I was the director of cultural health initiatives and the things that I did and brought to the communities that I brought, people were like, nobody comes here. And I will, I love doing it. But when mm -hmm. the economy crashed, they told me I needed to be a fundraiser. 
Now, okay. if my job is to work in underserved communities, <laughs> where were these funds coming from? They're like, you're smart. You have the degree figured out. Oh, my. So I said, hmm. So I did, because that's what I've been taught to do. I've been, I have strong women in my life. I have watched them. You What do they say? You take the lemons and make lemonade. You stretch exactly. out meals. You do whatever it does. You have do whatever it takes to make it happen. Right, right. So I always call myself a solution broker because I have always figured it out. And so I did figure it out for a year and how to get funding to get to my different projects. But then they just kept cutting and kept cutting and kept cutting to the point where I was working seven days a week and started oh. having health issues. Oh, and then I had no job. So with no job, I had no insurance. And so my dream job went to nightmare and then went to unemployment and uninsured. I was the people that I always strive to help. And I said, oh, what am I going to do? And so, you know, I did the traditional thing, looking for jobs. You know, I, I moved to another city where I had lived before and, uh, and it just was a nightmare because I had 30 years experience. Nobody was trying to pay me. In those years, they decided to get rid of the middle management, oh, oh, yeah. you know, and the salaries went way down. And I said, well, what am I going to do? I said, I got to eat. So I had to get a job. And that's what actually brought me to Phoenix. Uh-huh. I, I got a job in, at a bank. <laughs> and that is completely opposite from the things that I was doing. But working for a for-profit organization right. has helped me get back to helping the nonprofits without harming myself. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great, wonderful story because many of us, if we were challenged with that, we would uh, pretty much decide that, you know, we'll just take whatever we can get and then we'll, we'll be done with it. You know, we wouldn't move to another state. We wouldn't follow you know where where it's leading us some of us would just stay where we are and accept it now i know for you you have multiple businesses where you multiple i call them sources of income because you have found the the ticket or the secret to having the financial security outside of your job Absolutely. So tell those women out there who are really searching and knowing. Well, before we do that, talk a little bit about how you're preparing for your retirement, having been to that position where you lost everything and knew that you needed money. How are you preparing for your retirement? Well, like you said, multiple streams of income is something that I was always taught to. And even when I was driving to Arizona, I was listening to a, a series uh, that my previous church had a women's retreat, and it was and it was called Streams in the Desert. And that's also the um, Bible devotional I read that's really, really old, <laughs> but Streams in the Desert. And I found myself here in the desert working a job that people were telling me is beneath you. I'm like, eating. <laughs> It's not beneath me, <laughs> you know, uh, having a roof over my head. So don't let people try to shame you. You know, you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. So for me, out went the, the job with the pension and all of that. Right. 
I had to start over. So yes, I started over and, but I never gave up dreaming. Mm -hmm. I mean, God gives us dreams. We're going to work for them. And that's the whole thing about faith plus work. Right. Faith without work is dead. Right. Faith plus work is success. So I've always had a home-based business because I'm single. I don't have any children. I needed the tax breaks. Mm-hmm. So I've known about the tax advantages of home-based businesses for years. I've been successful in some. I've been unsuccessful in mm-hmm. some. But the thing is, I know that they work, but you have to work them. And so I have found the mix now because I, if you know me, I've got to, I will, you know, give your restaurant a, a, a commercial, tell everybody <laughs> and you're not paying, right? But if I like something, it works, and I believe it's valuable, mm-hmm. I'm going to share. That's what our uh, Bible says. We got to share the good news, right? That's right. The gospel exactly. and everything good you want to share with people you love. And so for me, a few years ago, I went back to, um, well, I had this, I have arthritis mm-hmm. uh, in my uh, knees and, well, in other places in my body, but I was in so much pain that I um, thought that my knee was broken. And I went mm-hmm. to the doctor and they said steroid shots and knee replacement. And I'm going to tell you, I am i don't do needles well. Yeah. And I'm not doing surgery unless it's life saving. Right. But I found a product that helped me with my knees and a doctor that fitted me for braces. Now I walk three to four miles a day. I only walked two miles this morning because I wanted to be on time for Miss <laughs> Cheryl. But <laughs> the thing is, that's one thing and it does provide an income. And then I have another business that helps women uh, with self-defense because mm-hmm. I am, again, single. single right. And so um, I need to be able to protect myself. And so that was another thing that I am passionate about. But the thing that is helping me with my retirement now is a financial company that gives us a team. Wealthy people always have a team Mm -hmm. of experts. And when you're not wealthy, you just you just out there doing it yourself and and do it yourself. DIY for your finances really doesn't work too well. And so I did not believe I was going to be able to retire um, because I have student loans. I have a mortgage, you know, Mm -hmm. I have all All of that. Right. But. I know that my job sustains me in keeping the roof overhead, all the things. It also lets me have a little fun because I love mm-hmm. to travel. But I said, what am I going to do for retirement? I don't, I'm going to be 60 this year. I, I don't want to work forever. And so I said, I've got to figure out a way. And so this company has showed me how to deal with the four financial roadblocks that we all deal with. Mm-hmm. No matter what your income, we deal with taxes, debt big business and inflation. And these are what takes our money. If we're not smart to get a team, taxes is a third of our money, most people. And when we have a job, we're taxed your your W-2 employees and your 1099 is two different things, how you're taxed. Right. You work a job, you work, they take the money first before you even see it. And then you get to live on what's left. When you have a 1099, you do your business. You get to spend first 
and then your tax and your tax last. Exactly. So it's like it's strategies to help you save some money. So even if you're not an entrepreneur, you should have a home-based business. You could find whatever you're passionate about. But my my rule is it must be self.